Praise God. So uh, uh, we're going to talk today about heavenly medicine. Amen. Heavenly medicine. Because we all need it. Amen. As I was reading uh, this week and, and just it, I just went over uh, some of the teachings of Jesus. I think I was in the book of Matthew where he reiterates the Lord's Prayer. And it it so dawned on me that we need to pray every day. You know, and, and you have no excuse because you are the closet, you're the tabernacle, you're the temple. Uh, you, you carry God around with you and, and we need to converse with him. We need to stay in intimate contact with him on a continual basis and especially daily. Because when, when Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. And he also said in another place, the children's bread is healing. So really, we need healing every day from God. We we just really do. And so the heavenly medicine really is God's word. You know, in the Old Testament, you can see references to healing and health. In fact, they had a healing covenant that if they would, would diligently hearken. You know what hearken means? It means not just listen, but get up and do something with what you just heard. So when you hearken to the voice of the Lord, that means you hear what he expects you to do and you follow through and do it. And so, uh, but, but it said that if you would live that way, bless you, in constant obedience to the, the word of God, the voice of God, the spirit of God, the leading of God, God has so much help for us. You know, if you don't know his word a whole lot, you can learn how to, um, to, to obey him by his leading. You know, there are there are places where people don't have the written word of God and they're so obedient to God. It would amaze you the results and in, in the the uh, the fruit that is born in places where the word is scarce. Amen. And it's precious to them. And and so we need to understand that there are so many ways. I'm just saying this to say there's no excuse not to know and obey God. Not to know what he expects and obey it. Now there are many people that don't, don't obey God because they know what he wants and don't want to do it. But we're talking about people who look to God. The Bible says all creation looks to him for their daily bread. And that includes us too. And so often we get in a place where we think we can do without it. We skip it. We, you know, yeah. It's like skipping anything. The more you skip it, the longer you go in between, you know. Everybody, you know, at one time we all had to get to the nail place every week or we had to get to the, y'all know what I'm talking about. You skipped that and you looked at their little paws and you convinced yourself they didn't look too bad. And knew you need to get back in there and get that fixed up. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Church is the same way. Prayer is the same way. You skip it one time, you say, oh, you skip prayer and you say, mm, the, the floor didn't cave in. The ceiling didn't, I, I still got my job. I still, you know, you start counting the stuff you still got while you being disobedient. That's just wrong. Y'all know that's wrong. You know it's wrong. There's people out there now that walked away from God years ago and still looking back. Hey, this ain't happened yet. That, who wants to live like that? They live in the, the land of I'm not doing it. I'm in disobedience and nothing's happened to me. It's just true. 
Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. You can't mock him. Whatever you sow, you reap. And what you don't sow, you won't reap. So if you don't sow obedience, you ain't going to reap the fruits of obedience. So you're going to be sitting up looking at obedient people. You know what? You know what? This, this is what the devil do to your mind. You look at people that you know are doing the right things in God, but you find one fault in their, one flaw on them, and you swear God can't, he can't bless you because you walked in the church backwards or whatever, or, or one of your heels broke on your shoe. You must be serving the devil, you know. We'll find one flaw in somebody and, and swear they can't get nothing from God. Then your little mind is blown. Keep watching them. Keep watching and see how they keep watching. The more you watch, the more God will bless them when you're judging them. It's just true. <laughs> so that's why we need healing every day. You know your mind is tore up from the flow up. You don't do half stuff right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get around. You know I'm going to do that when I get around to it, you know. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that. Ain't done nothing yet, huh? <laughs> God don't bless you on your ammo dues. He blesses you on your dues. So he waiting to see you do something besides talk. Amen. A little talk is cheap. Everybody can, you know, sell a big wolf ticket. And not follow through. So you want to be able to follow through on on what God's telling you to do. Stay in His Word. The more you're in the Word, you're more you're convinced to do it. You read it one time. You like them people that you know the 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 different kinds of soil Jesus talked about. They they hear the Word and don't understand what they heard. Now let me tell you why people don't understand what they hear. We can all be sitting here hear the same sermon, and and some will go out and do it, and some will not. Amen? And why? Because they don't understand it. Well, you don't understand because you don't think about it. You don't stop and meditate on it. Meditation will bring you understanding. You study something long enough, you're going to get it. Amen? You'll get it to anybody's satisfaction. And so this is why people will hear the word that, you know, the, the one that was sown on the rocks and it never took root because they don't take time to stop and think about what they just heard and ask God to help them to make sense of it. God, show me what that means. That that word, the word that we hear is is like a an appetizer to the real meal. You know, you are yet to be able to feed off of what you're going to hear today. Amen. This just this just a teaser here. You know, this ain't the full meal. Amen. The full meal comes in covenant with God when he sits in, when he prepares a table for you and him. And you sit down and you think about what you just heard and you ask God and don't ask God about whoever preached it. You know, we good at that. Do they know what they talking about? Well, you know, I heard they do so-and-so and such. And so. No, 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 no. God ain't gossiping with you. I don't tell you about nobody's business. He don't tell you about yours. Amen. And so we need to ask him 
what does this word mean you see the disciples do that over and over again and most of them didn't even understand it after he explained it they would explain it later when they got baptized in the holy ghost but we're baptized in the holy ghost we have the ability to understand far beyond the disciples did when they walked with him and we can get that through his word through meditating on the word don't be so quick to run off and go do something else i would tell people that all the time they run off they still run off and do it but you know you, you preachers we got to let people understand how to hold on to this because you need it if you're going to be successful in life in anything you're going and god is going to hold you to his word where in times past he might look at you and grin because you were just a new baby and things but now he's holding you to it he's expecting maturity out of people and so we need to have the healing word the heavenly medicine in our souls every day to to heal our souls and also to strengthen our spirit amen the word is able to do that you know is many times you know you 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 don't know what's in your head and what's in your heart and what's in the well the word can divide that out for you bible says it divides out soul from spirit amen bless you it, it'll give you a deep cut and and help you to understand when to know when god is really speaking to you and when it's just a voice in your head or when it's just something you want and you keep thinking about it and you think that's god only the word can sort that out for you, you know, and, and you need that. Amen. We all need it. So heavenly medicine comes to us daily when we feed on the word of God, when we pick up our Bibles, read them. And we all get in that little habit of reading it real fast to check yourself off for the day. That means you're not in trouble. That's why you read it like that. that true let a saint get in trouble this this way we go to we go this way we go to sleep huh oh you know my bible i sweated my bible last night i was so deep in that word i am man when you get your healing or you get that bill paid it's usually bill pay stuff with most of the saints amen because we we good givers you know they can't beat you giving but you can't beat yourself spending either you got me it's true but we're working on it we were working on it so <laughs> go be working on it you know when when they take you i guess when they take you in for your home going you'll have that finger stuck up. oh yeah she working on it she's still working on it man <laughs> exception i'm working on it so anyway in luke 4 18 we we see where jesus has an anointing amen he talks about what the anointing does and the the anointing is power he said the spirit of the lord god is upon me because in 18 4 18 because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And and so he, he's saying this is something that can happen for you now. You don't have to wait for your 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 childhood scars to be healed. And we all have them. 
Now, you don't compare and count. You understand what I'm saying? Pain is pain. You know, people say, well, I I, I had, uh, uh, you had that, but honey, you ain't had what I had. Well, pain is pain. You understand what I'm saying? Little pain, big pain, we don't care. It's all the same pain. It's from hell. And we don't like it. And we're not supposed to like it. We're not supposed to get adjusted to living with pain. God wants us healed. Amen. He wants us healed and he died for it to make us well. And so when Jesus said this, this scripture should hit everybody. Because everybody needs this. Amen. Well, I'm not sick in my body. Yeah, but you sick in your head. You understand that you just ain't aware of all of it. You know, God in his mercy shields us from most of it. If you saw everything that was going on on the inside of you, huh? like they say, from danger seen and unseen. <laughs> Thank God. You know, the unseen is always bigger. Whether it's good or bad, unseen is always bigger. We just live in this narrow room of the reality that God allows that we can have peace dealing with. And trust me, it ain't a whole lot of it. Amen. You just, we all live in, in a, a, you know, kind of a contained kind of environment, a, a place of security. It's like a little bitty playpen or a big playpen or whatever you want to call it. But that's the environment that God has created because that's all we can handle. Amen. Since the fall, when now, when, when, uh, Adam had the whole earth under his dominion, he didn't have sin to deal with. So that's why he could handle a whole lot more than what we can handle. See? Uh, see, inside of us, we have big dreams, big plans. Everything inside of us is big. But it stays inside because we can't handle big out here. You know it and God knows it. If God gave you everything you wanted all at one time, you'd lose your mind. you move out of your house. If he brought you all that stuff, you say your Christmas list. You know, you're making your list, checking it twice, three times, four times. God be. <laughs> it's a good thing he don't bring all of that to you. That's why we live by faith. Faith keeps you honest, amen, keeps you reasonable, keeps you normal, keeps you where you need to be, amen. It's what faith is for. And so Jesus said, I am here to heal the brokenhearted. That hits everybody. Well, I ain't old enough to have no broken hearts. You ever have somebody promise you something and not do it? That's right. That's everybody. That's right, baby. Raise your hand. We all have that. That's a broken heart. See, many of us aren't even aware of it, but it's there and it needs to be healed. And that's why Jesus gives us daily bread every day that you read the word. He's healing something on the inside of you. He's binding up your broken heart. Amen. You ever you ever see some people that just talk about their problems all the time? You know, (laughs) that used to be me. I should raise my hand, right? But I noticed that over the years, as I walked with God, I don't have all of that. See, that's your excess in your overflow. That's the overflow of a broken hearted life. 
And we all have it. It's not like you had some great romance and somebody left you at the altar. That ain't the only way to get your heart broken. You know, two-year-old, three-year-old children have broken hearts and broken bodies. You understand what I'm saying? So this is part of the human experience. This is part of part of what, what humanity has. So when Jesus preached this message, that hit everybody that was sitting there, whether they were, except the religious. They, they never have a problem. Except you. If you're going to serve God, you the biggest headache. Because they watch you like a hawk. You got me? Amen. So it's always the religious. And, oh, I'm good. No, you ain't. Nobody's good but God. Read your Bible. Amen. You got stuff you don't even know about. And thank God he don't show us everything that's wrong with us. He don't ever show us everything that we have good coming to us, nor does he show us everything we have wrong with us. So the invisible and the unseen always contains more than what we know about, which you're knower. Amen. And before we can even manage what, what he's given us already, we begging for some more stuff. What is the truth? Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, uh, sowing seed for, for my future. You ain't sowing nothing. You just nosy and want to see if God's really going to do something for you. And you're just going to have to bide your time and live by faith until you get to that place in your life where he set it aside and it's prepared for you. See, we forget what we receive as an inheritance. Amen. Children, you know, children of, of billionaire parents and, and people like that, they never mention inheritance because they're scared of getting written out. They know better than to get anxious for it because you know what that means. That means Papa, I got to go bye bye. So you don't dare let him think you come on now. Think about it. And we should give God the same respect. Now, he died and was raised up. That penalty's already been paid. So we have free access to everything that he has set aside for us. But inheritance is gained with maturity. See, at a certain point, that child who has a natural inheritance realizes, they said, man, I didn't know dad had all these businesses and all these interests i better keep him around because i wouldn't know what to do if he left you understand what i'm saying so then the respect for the source comes in at some point and that's all god's looking for from us is respect for him from him as the source of every good and perfect anything in your life that's good god gave it to you i don't care if you stole it from somebody. i shouldn't say that <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. It's it, It's been released into your life. We get it twisted sometimes. We think we got this. We bought that. You know, I didn't pray for none of that. He gave it to you anyway. You ought to be double thankful. Because you didn't put forth no sweat, no effort, no nothing. It showed up in your life. So God wants to heal us every day. Of something that that only he knows he's working on. You know, many times we get anxious for him to 
give us this or give us that or use us to do this or use us to do that. And we don't know what the holdup is. Well, thank God he's holding up on it. Amen. Thank God for that. Because as you mature, then when things come into your life, it's just like, you know, it's been there all along kind of thing. Amen. Uh, you know, the people who have children, they, you know, that when the last born baby is brand new, that baby occupies a lot of your time, attention and everything. And then one day, all of a sudden, he just fit in with like everybody else. And it's like, wow, you know, a miracle. And, and and so our lives are like that a lot. Once once we develop ourselves in our faith and develop a maturity in God and develop good godly habits, going to God every day, we become so consumed with God and the process and the life in the spirit and the life with God. We care less about these physical material things. When they come in, it's all good and we love it and it's a blessing, but that ain't our life. After that, guess what? We're on to the next thing in God because there's always a next thing coming in the realm of the spirit. And so God has to, while he's developing us and while we think we're waiting on God to give us something, he's developing us on the inside. He's healing us of brokenheartedness. He's healing us. You know, if you're a minister, you're in charge of a a group of people, you got to be healed beyond where God starts you out. You you will say to yourself, God, I wish you had waited for this because these people give me headaches. I didn't know you could have dealing with saints, you know, cute little lambs, you know, till they poop all over the, the sanctuary and get to fighting each other and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, you just ain't prepared for all of that. And so God has to do healing in the the vessel that's carrying the anointing so that they can stay in the anointing even with difficulties and troubles. Amen. You know, learn how to carry things in God that, that and don't let them bug you. There's a place in God to carry everything you're responsible for and not live in anxiety and not live in fear and apprehension and all that. And see, in order to live like that, you got to get healed. In order to live in the peace of God, you've got to have some measure of healing first. And people are so anxious to get out there and do this and get out and be that and get out and all that kind of stuff. That, you know, just just stay on the vine a little bit longer. Amen. Be, be content staying on the vine and ripening a little bit more. And so Jesus promised to heal the broken. That's what that's his promise to you. To heal the brokenhearted, bind up wounds. And, of course, heal physical things. I mean, that brokenheartedness is a deep healing. Once that deep healing is done, the natural will manifest on its own. Healing always starts from the inside and works out. Amen? Many people that he would come along to and heal them, he would give them a word that would set them free on the inside, and then the healing would manifest on the outside. One of the biggest things he did was forgive sins. The young man that was was carried in by his friends, he told him first, he said, your sins are forgiven you. The Pharisees said, well, who do you think you are? He said, okay, what's easier to say? Get up and walk. And then he told him, get up and walk. So he forgives sins and heals bodies at the same time. 
See, everybody got healed when they got saved. You just weren't aware of it. You got to stay with the master and walk that out in order to walk into it. Because it's there. You've, you've received your healing when you got saved. You received everything you need. But you got to feed the seed. If you don't feed that seed of healing, it won't manifest fully. Amen. So this is why we need the word to come in us every day. You don't know what's on the inside of you God's working on. But you know you got to get in that word in order to get it. And just trust God. God, you're working on something. I know you are. Amen. You know, I was, uh, you know, waiting on God to explain some things to me and it didn't come. And I, it dawned on me. I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm still a wreck on the inside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm rent a wreck on the inside you understand what i'm saying he's healing me on the inside all the time there have been things that he would just drop on me and i'd get understanding of stuff i asked him 30 years ago just recently it's like you mean god i had to get this old before he said duh huh if he could if he could have given it to me years ago he would have done it Amen. He's faithful. He's holy. He's just. He doesn't want you puzzled about something forever. But if it doesn't come right away, you know that you ain't ready for it. But he's getting you ready, though. He's faithful. He, he's going to lay it on you. But he's making sure that when he places it in your life, that you can balance it, you can handle it, you can assimilate it. All of that comes through healing. Amen. Healing through the word of God. That's, that's really the best way to get it. And, and, and if you get it through a gift of healing, that's wonderful too. But you're still going to have to hold on to it. Amen? Because the word itself does have power. So, so humanity needs healing. Everybody needs healing. This is salvation. Salvation is healing, folks. It's the same word in the Bible. Jesus his ministry is to heal broken and bruised humanity and that includes everybody there may be things that that have happened to you that you don't have show the effects of you know, in a negative way because it hasn't been revealed to you what all was in that amen and and sometimes god will just allow you to walk in this state of peace and contentment while he's working on the inside, you know. Um, he began to show me some things related to this, and, and it, it, it verified for me that God is always healing us all the time. Every time you meditate on the word, you're getting some of that iniquity that you were born and bred in is leaving and then the righteousness of God, the strength of God is coming through in a greater way in you. And it's being done by Holy Ghost surgery. We're not even aware of it. You know, and you see, a lot of times we think, because, ah, you know, if God doing something, he going to tell me, tell you nothing. Because you talk too much. A lot of stuff you don't even know what you're talking about. You just keep running your mouth. You understand what I'm saying? Let him work in the inward parts. Huh? 
Let him get that straightened out. He's rearranging things. He's 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 uh, he's doing a surgery that that the natural cannot do, can never do. I don't care how good a surgeon you get, how good a anything you get. What God is doing on the inward parts, there's no recovery room. There's no uh, damage or fear of damage to other parts that are close to it. You know how they go to surgery and say, well, you know, we nicked this and we nicked that. Well, what? you know, I didn't pay for nicking. I paid for accurate surgery. What do you mean you nicked this and nicked that? I got more healing to do because when you went in, you damaged something in the healing process. Well, God don't do that to you. He does all things well. But we got to give him time to heal us. The more time you spend in the word, the more less time you have to wait on stuff. It's just a known fact. The more time you spend in the word, the more opportunity you give God to restore you and heal you in your inward parts. Now, we get so busy looking at the outer. I don't have this yet, and I want that, and I need this, and I need that. Just go get in your word. Amen? Like, you know, we said at bedtime, we tell, come to my mother sometimes, Mama, I'm hungry. She said, go drink a glass of water. In other words, go get your mind on something else and go to bed. You understand what I'm saying? You just think you're hungry. Amen? And this is the way we are with God. We have no idea what we need. That's what trust comes in. Now, you're aware of what what you are conscious of. You know, you but you don't know the root of that. See, you you're dealing with the fruit, and God is after the root. He wants to set you up so you don't have money problems no more. But you don't like the setup. Amen. It's called discipline. It's called wait for Him. You know, so that He can go in the door first. And you know, most of us have a little uh, Bogart problem. We see a crack in the door. We just go busting in there. God gave me an open. There was a crack in the door. That wasn't no open door. Good gravy. You don't even know what's on the other side of it. You done busted on in anyway. It's true. So part of trust really means letting go of it. You know, that scripture, be still and know that I'm a God. Our problem is is we don't ever get still. Even when you steal, you fidgeting, looking for stuff to do. You know, and ever since that devil cell phone has been made, you know, even when nobody read it, very seldom do you get rings anymore. So you can't even say somebody calling you and you flipping it over, picking it up. and huh? Just got to have that thing now. Now, just, just, you know what I'm saying. We can get real caught up in stuff and, and don't want to be still. No, you get still and then your mind starts thinking about who you can talk to. Amen. And so, but this is, that's where the knowing of God is, is in the stillness. Because you got to wait for him to show up. Got to wait for him to tell you something. Got to wait for him to talk to you. 
And most of us is too chatterboxed to wait for him to say anything. Just because it's quiet, it doesn't, that's not your, your, uh, that's not your red carpet moment to strut down that and give him all your list of stuff you want again. He done already told you he's giving it to you. And you got to tell him again what you want. Wow. He's not hard of hearing. He can read your heart. So he knows what, but he wants to have fellowship with you. Amen. And he's, he's, he's in charge. So we've got to wait for him to open the conversation. And that's where it gets hard. You know, all you girls that like to, when you, a boy asks you to dance, you know, he, he had a hard time keeping you on the dance floor. You dragging him around and showing him to all your friends. You had to go around to this group and that group and show who you was dancing with. And they were like, man, you ever tried to dance with her? Forget leading. Huh? I finally realized I was not a, a good, you know, dancer, partner. I do better by myself. Huh? I'm an artist. I just get out there and do my do better by myself. You understand what I'm saying? So it's made it hard for me to wait on God. Because I want to get out and push, pull, and do stuff and make stuff happen. What's y'all waiting on? You mean to tell me ain't nobody blew that up yet? So we can get on to the next thing. So, you know, I have to hold my horses. My poor late husband, he couldn't surprise me. I told him, I said, I don't like surprises. (laughs) They've never been pleasant. (laughs) Don't all bring me no surprise stuff. But, you know, he would say, well, I was going to get that for you. You don't ever wait for me. I said, "Uh uh-uh. I may not live long enough to. You understand? I mean, I'm just being honest, but some people are like that on the inside. And so God has to learn how to work with us and harness us and help us and get us to trust him that he is working on something. You know, you can't get get stand over his shoulder and watch him all the time, see what he's doing. But he's working on you. Your job is to meet him in the word every day, to let that word and meditate, take that word away with you. That's when you, that's when you really have time with God, when you take that, not when you just skim through and put in your 15 minutes or your half hour, or if you're real spiritual, an hour. You understand what I'm saying? He's not about that time thing. You're on time. He's not. He could care less about your hour. If it's an hour, 15 minutes, whatever, as long as you contact him, he cool. Do you understand me? So the purpose is for you to contact God. And if you can do it quick on the fly, in the kitchen, wherever, just contact God. But he wants every day for us to have input from his word so that healing can take place. Healing can manifest. He can take that word. And he can show you what's in that word for you. 
And over and over and over again, he will show you more and more that will come through that will enrich you, that will build you up, that will heal you, that will put you back together again. Sometimes the, the scriptures that he's using to do healing on you on the inside, you don't even have an awareness that that's the one that's working in you. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes scriptures we read, you know how some when you read the word most times, is something will jump out the, out the page on you. It will be enlightened to you. But sometimes it's those words that don't jump out that he's using in the background to heal us. Amen. He just wants you in there so he can have permission to use that word to work on you. And he'll bring it back at the right time. Amen. Or not not bring it back. But he's using his word to heal us. The Bible says the word is powerful. It says he upholds the world with the word of his power. With the word is what he upholds it with. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word will be here forever. Didn't say the power will be here forever. Says the word will be here forever. See, the word is its own power. That's why you can get healed in a tangible anointing, and you can get healed when somebody just speaks a word and lays hands on you. That word has healing in it by itself without anything powerful. You know, we always, we like that. And I like it because the presence of God we all love. But you got to understand, you can get, how do you think people get healed in, with a, a, a prayer? You know, you're just praying for them and you're in one city there in another. That word is healing now. It's not a presence necessarily there. Amen? So the word is its own power. So he sent his word and healed him. Not his presence. Now, when Jesus walked the earth, he was the word. He had everything in him. Amen. But it was the word that was healing him. The centurion figured that out. See, if he wanted power and presence, he would have told Jesus to come to his house. Because he got the goods. But he's smart. He says, something this guy's doing. I'm going to figure out how he does this. See, that's when you get your healing. See, that's, that's the, that's the meditation. Why do you think Jesus commended him? He loved that. He loves it when we look at something in the word and it puzzles us or we don't understand it and we go and we say, God, what, what is this about? Tell me what's, he loves that. That's what the centurion did and figured out this dude is talking to people. That's what's doing it is his words. And it doesn't matter where he's at when he speaks the word. If it's the word, it's just the word. Jesus had faith in his word all the time. You didn't see the centurion run over and try to say something over his servant and see if it worked. He said, I better get the one who has, knows what he's talking about. Amen. So he told Jesus, just speak the word, and I know he'll be healed. Smart man. Figured something out a lot of Christians don't get too easily. Amen? That you can trust God and his word. So that's why daily bread is so important for us. 
That's why it's so important for us to get in it because that word will change you. That word will restructure you. That word will, you know, when I, when I was at home recovering from a nervous breakdown, I had never been in a church. Not, not anything that taught the word. I went to some crazy churches and left. You know, God just told me this isn't the place for you. And, but he healed me with my Bible and me at home. And I didn't have brother so-and-so's 12 steps to healing. I just had God, please, God, please, God, please. And get in my word. And God, I'm, I feel better, but I know I'm not 100% right. That's better than a lot of saints do. I mean, the mature saints. Cause we'll walk around with a pain. Instead of getting rid of it and, and getting the devil off of us, we tolerate a lot of things that we need to eradicate if we stick the word on it. Got me? So sometimes your ignorance can be a help to you because you don't have all this maturity. Saints are supposed to have. See, sometimes... Over the years serving God, we pick up a lot of baggage we need to get rid of. So that's why we got to go back, get in the word. You say, gee, I thought I was over this years ago. Well, guess what? Welcome to the club. Here it is again. But at least God's dealing with it. Amen. He wants us well. He wants, he's not going to rapture a sick bride. He's not. He's going to rapture a whole bride. When you think about getting married to somebody, those single people out there, you don't think of nobody sick in a wheelchair and on oxygen. Of course, after being with some of us for a while, yeah, whatever. But you know what I'm saying. Your ideal is intact, nothing missing, nothing broken. Somebody who's at peace, not fragmented, with not a lot of wants and cares and you know, all that kind of stuff. Somebody who's whole and entire. And that's what he's working on. He is the author and finisher of our faith. And he will get us there. He's going to make us whole. Amen. So we have seeds of wholeness in us. And we are feeding those seeds every time we get in the word. His word repairs damage. Everything is made that's made by the word can be remade by the word and repaired by the word. Amen. This is why you take your car. If you you drive a a GM product, you take it to GM. Amen. You don't take it to, you know, this anybody place, you know. And and so we have to understand that God is claiming health for us. He has already claimed wholeness for us. He claimed, reclaimed us whole, intact, entire, nothing missing, nothing broken. And oftentimes as we're healed on the inside, that word begins to heal you on the inside. Then it manifests on the outside. Amen. So if it's, if it's a, a, um, stomach ulcer or whatever it is, You get in the word, that word will seek out that area in your body that needs to have repair. All those cells that need to be repaired can be repaired by the word of God. It goes in there and finds it and starts putting it back together again. See, this will motivate you to get in the word more often. 
to understand every time you get in there, you're being, you're improving. Don't ever go to the word just to get it out of the way for the day and you can move on to, to Facebook. Amen. Make sure you stay in that word and, and treat it like it's doing something for you. Treat it like it's medicine. Treat it like it's taking care of some of these things that, that we need taken care of. So the word must correct and cure damage caused by sin. It must. That's why he says, give us this day our daily bread. The word itself contains power to bring itself to pass. It, whether irrespective of, of anointing, irrespective of, of atmosphere presence. Now, I'm an atmosphere believer because I think the atmosphere helps you to stay focused on God. It really does. So it's good to have a, an atmosphere where the word can flow to you, where you're not easily distracted. You know, like I say, I, when I when I read the word every day, I get my paper Bible. Because I don't trust no Bible app. Not when it's sitting next to all these other social media things on there. And all the new stuff, you know, you can pick up and see what's going on. The same thing was going on the last time you looked at it is going on today. Amen. But the word is fresh and new all the time. You need this daily bread every day. Every day. Got to have it every day. So the word contains life. John 1, 4 says, in him was life. Let's turn to that. And the life was the light of men. Amen. So God's word contains light and life. And that light and life are power. Those are both our sources of power. So that's where the word itself is power. John 1, what was 4? It says, all verse 3, all things were made by him. So when you go to God, you got the manufacturer. You can't go any higher than to him for what you need. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And there's something different about that light. It It's the kind of light that shines into darkness and chases darkness away, and the darkness can't come back again. So you can't say that about any other light. These, we shut them off in, in the darkness, overtakes it after they're shut off. But the light of God never goes out. Once it comes into you, it never goes out. This is for all you people that try to compromise. You know, people get saved, want to do dark things. Oh, boy. Listen, I'm going to take a nap in a minute. If you get more quiet in here, I'm going to have to go get me a pillow off the altar. My goodness. But, you know, Christians think they sneaking around and doing stuff and, you know. Well, your light is so blaring. You think it's out. You can't put this out. It's the God light. 
So I don't care what you're doing. You can be smoking dope. You can be fornicating. You can be running around with the wrong people. It's like a flashlight is running around with you. Huh? A big neon light. Bling, 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 bling. It never goes out. And you think you're hiding something, getting away with something. You ain't getting away with nothing. That's why them people get sick of you so quick. You put you out. Huh? It's true. That's why it never works out. Huh? You backslidden Christians. I don't know. Yeah, I heard somebody, uh, Lord have mercy. It was, oh, oh, I know what it was. Some, some worldly musicians were talking about Christians that, that come over and work with them. And they they were made. They said something like, "Oh yeah, he wanted them. That's one of them church boys. Them church boys. Them funny people." He said they'll come over here and act like they one of us, but you can tell they ain't one of us. He a church boy. They was fingering them and spotting them and telling everybody. And they think they didn't crossed over. And I'm I'm in the crossover, uh, secular. You know, I'm just in in the mixing it up. They can tell who you are. Aretha Franklin, she wasn't spirit-filled that I know of. You know, she did a Baptist tradition. They don't believe in speaking in tongues. But her light was so visible. What did they call her? They put terms on her that she never demanded. She didn't make them to first lady. That's, that's code in the world for preacher's wife. Do you understand what I'm saying? She's the first lady of the queen of they had to elevate her to where her light was saying she lived. And she thinks she mixing in with the world and singing all these, you know, natural woman. You can natural all you want to, but your light is still shining. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even the way she carried herself, that made people afraid to say the wrong thing to her. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's so obvious. So that light is also life. See, the light stays because the, the darkness cannot put it out. But now you got to settle down and let it give you life, sneaky Christian. You know, if you can't convince yourself you saved, the devil will convince you. I'm trying to get there, everybody. I'm making my way down the list here. So the word contains power to bring itself to pass. You see that in Genesis 1 in the creation. God said, let there be, and it was. See? Everything he said, let happen, happen. Like he, the day you got saved, he said, let her in or let him in. Amen. You don't get into salvation unless the father draw you to the son. I'm going to say it again. This is, you know, this is good on all levels. You got to have a proper introduction to Jesus. You just don't show up in somebody's church and start babbling and praying and all that. No, 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 no. This ain't that kind of thing. 
the father has to introduce you as the bride to his son. Other than that, you don't get in. You'd be like them people that showed up at the bank with the wrong kind of clothes on. Thought they were saved. I said that because I need a, a drink. I need to swallow something. You understand what I'm saying? There's a lot of people like that. Father never drew them. They got drawn by a friend, a crowd, or something. Now, God will follow through on that confession. You made a confession. He's going to follow through on that. You understand what I'm saying? That's why a lot of people in church thought they were saved and then finally repent and get saved. They don't. They, this is like a secret thing. They don't tell a lot of people that kind of stuff. But, you know, they can tell by the change in them. Holy Spirit came in them for sure. Amen. You hang around long enough, you might get invited in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they stumble up and invite the wrong preacher to the right place and you get saved. It happens all the time. God is looking out for people like that. But but that light that is in you is also life. It brings life to you. That's why it never goes out because it's keeping you alive. It's keeping you safe. It's keeping you protected. It's keeping you healed, healing every single day. You can tell that there's life there because you can you can get out of the word for a season and symptoms come back. Anybody ever had that happen to you? You know, you were real intense in the word for a season and, and you got your healing and then you, you dropped out of the word for a season. It came back. Then you try to act like you, you couldn't figure out why. I don't know why this happened. You know why it happened to you. When you was loving God and couldn't tear yourself away from your Bible and it was all good and the honeymoon was on, you stayed healed because you stayed in the arms of the master. He gave you a little pocket change and you got cool and walked on off somewhere. It's the truth. Huh? Now you're back limping. I thought I was whoever done that. I thought I was healed. Wonder what? No, you don't want to know what happened, cause you know what happened. So what do you do to get it back? No, you get back in the Word again. Now don't give me words like repent. Come on now. Most people don't even know what that word means. That means you quit and you don't do it no more. You're intentional about it. Your intent is really to not do it anymore and you cling to God so you don't. (laughs) You walk differently. So that word contains life and it is divine life. This is not a life you're used to. That word contains divine life. The kind of life that that dispels darkness, dispels evil, dispels pain, dispels diagnoses, symptoms. It chases everything out. Everything that's of darkness that is within us 
It's chased out by the life that's in God's word and the light that's in his word. So the light and life roll together. They travel together. Amen. So the life is there. We just have to feed feed that seed, the word, to cause that life to grow. Anybody ever spent like in intensive, you ever put your stuff, put myself in intensive care with the Lord or something really, and you looking at the calendar, you say, man, I ain't got five days to gradually get my healing. I got to get, you know, I get this now. I ain't got all that time, you know, uh, that, that time I took a fall off, off my steps in the garage and I had looked at it was close to conference, you know. Now let me tell you what religious people tell you. Ooh, the devil is attacking you. Yeah, see, the devil is attacking you because that big meeting you're going to do. He don't want you to get out there and do do all that. You're doing big things for God. You know, that's the devil himself lying like that. See, this is why you don't even listen to crap like that. Now, you used to when you're baby Christian, but now you got some age on you and you know better. So you don't even pause at that station because, see, the devil will keep you there for months if you'll stay there. Telling you why something happened. God don't deal with you in the wise. He deals with you in the you healed. And take your healing now. Amen. He could care less why. He took care of why at the cross. Why don't exist anymore. And it, it ain't like I'm a big threat to the devil because he'll hurt anybody. He hurt a newborn baby. Or an unborn baby. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that ain't even about that. He just hateful and evil anyway. So we don't pay no attention to him. We don't acknowledge him. This ain't about the devil. It's about you and God is what it's about. You just go straight to your word, straight to I'm healed. You don't pause and you understand what I'm saying. The, the, the disciples made the mistake of asking Jesus that question. Who, who sinned, this boy or his parents, that he was born blind? And he took their heads off. He said, no, nobody. And they went away. The Pharisees went away scratching their heads. And the disciples had to stay and get chewed out. He said, this is for the glory of God. Ooh, that confused him even more. See, this is what this is what he does to the carnal mind. If somebody tells you. Um, you know, oh no, they'll say, well, you know, you, you got that disease because of, of such and such. You live like this and you live like that. Oh no, that's not why. This is for God's glory. You know, listen to what it's religious people tell you. You mean God made you sick so he could get glory? See, that's a carnal mind. See, when God gives the word, he kills that. He takes your carnal, huh? God's word is a Glock to your carnal head. Shoot the whole thing off. Huh? 
you know it was one conversation jesus had with the pharisees they said when he when he finished with them at that time they didn't ask him no more questions till the day till the time he went to the cross he didn't see them brothers again see god will give you something for religion number one he'll kill the religion in you you know what jesus meant by that when he said this is for the glory of god he he said this boy's faith is is operating and i'm on the scene once i'm on the scene it's for my glory i don't care how sick you are how close to death you are what you did to get there and who you did it with and got it too it's all for my glory turn it over to me and i'll show you the reason amen you just waiting for god to get around to you that's all amen matter who was born this and born that everybody born the same way pharisees included so he upholds the world his word contains light and life and it is the zoe divine life of god new testament or bible scholars will tell you before jesus showed up that word didn't even appear in scripture there was no such word for divine life and it's a different life than all the other life was used in the scriptures before but when jesus showed up that's when this one word showed up in the scriptures because it's different than natural life amen it's different than any other kind of life it's the life of the son of god and that's what comes into us to remake us god fashioned us from the dust of the ground amen and and blew into us and life came into us from dust so he has to be able to remake us pretty much the same way amen he can make new cells to repair old cells in your body that have been destroyed You know, I, I was when I was reading one time, the Lord showed me this and, and I would ask him, I ask him all kind of stuff. You know, is, you, you, that's just what I do. Hey, man, don't shoot me. It's a gift. <laughs> well, whatever. Well, you, you understand what I'm saying. You, people are made differently. And I would ask him, I said, well, why do you why, why specifically mud and spit? And he said, that's how I made him the first time. I made his first set of eyes like that. do you understand what i'm saying he is consistent you don't see no do you see glad did you see jesus making glass eyes put them in nobody you didn't see that Uh he said he needed a remake he had never seen the devil stole it from him at birth so he just recreated what he did in creation when he created them you mean a mud and spit think about it <laughs> dwell on it huh who who used to when you, when you were a kid remember that, that little motion people do spit on both hands and rub them together and get to work where do you think that came from see we all got we're made in his image think about it come on now 
You don't got to go real deep to get this. I ain't taking y'all nowhere you can't go. You understand? <laughs> you understand me? Spiritual things, your spirit, you, you, you have a spirit. That is the God part of you. So Adam's spirit was alive when he was created. Amen. He was made in God's image. So his spirit was able to do tremendous things, but it was there as a part of creation. That's why he understands. He understood so much stuff about God. And your spirit can pick up when creation is helping you. Your spirit knows it. And especially now that it's alive in God again, it can pick up a lot of things. So, you know, the Lord was showing me, he said, yeah, he said, that young man's spirit was alive when I created his eyes the first time. He said, that's why the faith was there for his healing to take place. So we all have faith for recreative miracles, reconstructive miracles. We, it's, it's resident in us. We just aren't, it hasn't come alive quite yet. It comes alive with the word. But sometimes God heals us and we, you you ever get healed and it just manifests all of a sudden that pain ain't there no more or that whatever it is is that they take you off the pills, they take you off this, they take, that, that thing's been going on in your spirit for all the whole time you've been saved. It just manifests now. Amen? Because the process has been going on. But your spirit knows everything. And it can accept everything that God's doing. That's why when you walk by faith, your carnal mind might, you know, you know, sometimes you have to talk to your carnal mind and you just tell them, you just sit, you go sit down somewhere because you ain't going to like what I'm getting ready to do. You understand what I'm saying? That's why you have to do that. You have to, and, and we become aware that there's a separation there because the word is separating your your soul from your spirit so your spirit can function independently of your soul you can pray for somebody you don't know and you don't ain't sure you like because they dress funny and they act funny now god's caught me like that many times that's how i learned how to just stay with the spirit and don't let your carnal mind get engaged in god's business but see, you can you can do many things for God, for people, and hug them and love on them, and, and then you go home and you smell. Do you understand what I'm I'm just being honest here, folks. You, you understand what I'm saying. So your spirit can be very much aware, even though your carnal mind may not be taking it all in, but you're going to have to let your, you have to decide which one you want to side with and stay engaged with. Stay engaged with the with the, with the with the spirit man. See, a good measure of that is is people around you. Sometimes when when you say you're healed and you're encouraged about your healing and everything, and they look at you funny, you might catch a glance of somebody looking at you funny, or loved ones might question you. Well, I don't know how you could say that because so and so and such and such. Well, you can see your spirit is separated from the soul. Other people, they they just, you know, watching you. Now, they need to watch you the right way. That'll come. You know what I'm saying? But but 
but the carnal man is like that. He's separated totally from the spirit. So his word, there is a word of his power, and that word is totally capable of healing people. There have been many people. John Alexander Dowie was not baptized in the Holy Spirit. He built a city on divine health, a whole city in Illinois, of all places, not far from Chicago. But he he wasn't praying in tongues. And from all of our Pentecostal checklist things, he didn't measure up. You understand? But he said, well, how's he doing that? He he said he didn't really trust any anointing. He wasn't aware of any anointing. Well, we know he didn't have one because you shall receive power after that. But he knew there was power in the word by itself. See, if we can put all that together, boy, we could blow up a place. Do you understand what I'm saying? The word and the spirit agree. We know how to work with both of them. And so God wants us to, to respect the healing, respect the word, respect what comes through your daily bread healing of the word. It, it's got to come, folks. If you stay faithful to God, that healing will manifest on you. There's no way it can't. Because you think about this. If he's a greater one and his power is greater, we always say that. We can sing songs about it. But when it comes to living, we get disturbed by a little, you know, whatever. And I'm I'm in the, the, the you know, I'm right with that. You can get disturbed about almost nothing. Amen. And so God wants us to to grow up in him, to receive. He wants us restored. He's not happy that we're not happy. He's not happy that we're not whole. He's not happy that we we can't forgive and move on in some areas. You understand what I'm saying? But you got to stay you got to stay with the word in order to make that happen. It will happen. But you've got to stay with God's method and his plan for dealing it do it dealing with it so he upholds the world with the word of his power first corinthians six seventeen said he who is joined to the lord is one spirit with him you are one spirit with the lord which means that whatever he has you have whatever he can do you can do that's how you can say i can do all things through christ who strengthens me How can you say that? He's one spirit with you. Amen. You share the same spirit. Which means that if God is is promised you anything, it will come to pass because he's the one working it out for you. Whether you're asleep, whether you're awake, whether you're good, bad, or indifferent, he's working that out for you. He has got all of this under control for you. So heavenly medicine has been around for a long time. It's a, this is an Old Testament concept where God healed his people. In that, in that setting, it was always physical healing. They couldn't get what Jesus was offering. That's why Jesus announced it as being available to people now. Because this, this Healing by the word and in in growing, being regenerated, restructured, came with the new birth. 
So you couldn't get that under the old covenant, but you could could meditate on the word and stay obedient to God. You could do pretty much the same thing, but there was no growth. Amen. There was no maturity that came except in special circumstances. You see that thing dropped on certain people throughout the Bible. Abraham got it. That's how we can get heirs of everything he has. He grew. Other people didn't. Case in point, Elijah. With all that power and can confront demons and all that kind of stuff. And in the minute somebody sends him some bad news, he runs off scared and resigns. Yeah. And God took his resignation. Because the next thing you see him doing is going anointing Elisha. Amen. It's his replacement. He's ready to go. Why? Didn't have what we have. See, we can be restructured. There is no reason for Christians to be discouraged, despondent, dis anything. You got me? Because the only thing's lacking is your daily bread. You eating the wrong stuff. <laughs> Myself included. I just indicted myself. <laughs> well, maybe not just wrong. Yeah, it's wrong, Barb. Okay, you said the right thing. It's wrong. Wrong, wrong. In all languages, is wrong. And, but but this is what we need to do. We need a change of diet. Amen. Now, I'm going to say something that you know, people may not like a little bit, but this business with Christians selling herbs and stuff like that, they're picking up on what the problem is, but they got the wrong answer. See, the body of Christ needs to change diet. We need to change what we feed on. We've been feeding on the same stuff. You know, how long has the word of faith movement been out there? Nothing wrong with the word now. Nothing wrong with putting your faith in the word. But people are getting bored with it because it's like an old toy. They don't know what to do with it. The reason they don't know what to do with it is because they don't understand how the word is activated so it comes alive. I mean, really alive. Amen. So so we're going to have to borrow some revelation off some people because we're stuck. American churches are stuck. That's why they've gone back to entertaining, you know, and entourages and they're bored. Amen. So they need a change of diet. What we need is the real prophetic. And that's a different anointing than the teaching anointing. See, we've done the teaching anointing until we just, it's gone as far as it can go. This has been true for over 20 years. As long as I've been saved, it's it's been, you know, moving out, need to move something in. You know, you, you listen, you listen to some of these, uh, the Gideon Moses, the gentleman that I put on my, you know, the reason people love that? Because he really believes what he's saying. We just thinking about it. And and we're supposed to. The word of faith came to cause us to do what? Meditate on the word. Get your mind renewed in the word. But now that it's here, that we've done that and we have that, what's next? It's next. You got to pull the trigger on that thing. And the prophetic anointing pulls the trigger on the word. But the word of faith, people don't like prophets. 
I can tell you because they make fun of us all the time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So they forced us out of things and over into a corner. But guess who's prophetic? Gideon Moses. Go look over the continent of Africa and see if them people don't believe God's word every time it's spoken. They're not sitting up thinking about whether they're going to do it or not or whether it's real or whether it's going to work for them. They just jump right on that word. (laughs) You got me? So we're going to become a body whether we want to or not because we're going to have to go someplace else and find somebody who knows how to bring that word alive to us the way it needs to be done, the way God wants. If we're going to have another move of God greater than the book of Acts, are you kidding me? We can't be sitting up trying to decide if we want to get in our Bible or not. Or we got time to get in the Bible. Or how much time we going to spend or what chapter we going to read now. We need You need to go in with the idea of devouring the word and not coming out until you get something that's powerful and real. That when you say it, you know it will come to pass. And you're not scared about when because you know that you know that you know the first time you say it. You see what I'm saying? And that time is coming. See, it's coming. It's coming. So we can put away all the diet changes and talking bad about different kinds of food and telling people it's not good for you and, you know, don't eat this and don't eat. We can quit it. Just quit it, body of Christ. Just stop it because you're on the wrong road. You worried about cholesterol and God is trying to get you prepared to, to take over the world with your words. Back in the, back in the natural again. You understand what I'm saying? So when the, if the spiritual gets bored, stay in the spiritual. I don't care how bored you think you are with the revelation you got. Stay with it because there's more there. God is revealing more. And see, he needs, but he needs the body to commit to being healed. And not turn away from it. You see the the old old uh, 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 generals, people that worked in the full power of God. They had the Bible. Smith Wigglesworth carried a New Testament in his pocket. He every time he had a spare moment, he's reading the Word. You understand what I'm saying? People look at that. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Yeah, try it sometime before you criticize it. Try it sometime. See if it don't work for you. How's that doubt and unbelief working for you? You understand what I'm saying? You barely got enough for yourself, let alone somebody else. You know, if anybody could have gotten discouraged in 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 seeking the word and reading the word for them, it would have been him. He worked the last years of his life. They say he had acute appendicitis where he would walk off the stage in pain but would come back and pray for people and couldn't figure out how to get his own body healed. For for six or ten years, he lived like that. Why? God was working on him. (laughs) He had to trust the process, as they say. He had to trust that God was working on him and that God's grace was sufficient for him. Amen? All right, why don't we stop. Father, we thank you for your word and thank you for understanding, Lord. Thank you for the strength in your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word is power. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, because it sure has cut me today. (laughs) It's all good. Surgery's good, because you heal as you go, Lord. As you cut, you heal. 
We thank you so much for that, Lord. We bless you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen again. Praise God. Amen. Anybody needs prayer, come on up and I'll pray for you. Praise God.
Thank you for what you are doing in our midst. You are the great God. You're the number one. Nobody like you, Lord, ever will be, ever was. You know who you are and you're secure in who you are. We thank you that you give us that security in who you are because you have it in you. So, Father, we receive our security in you. We receive our healing. Bless the people who are watching. Receive your healing to the full all of it today now in jesus name amen and amen again praise god amen why don't we do our declaration we'll we'll pray over our food we are having our meal here sorry those of you who are online you don't get any <laughs> you ate already <laughs> we only promise you spiritual food which is the best thing Father, we thank you for assembling us here today together. Bless our bread and our water. Take sickness from the midst of us. We pray for those who couldn't be with us today, Father. Wherever they are, touch them, Lord, with your healing touch and with your power, with the word of your power. We thank you for it. All right, I don't have Rona. She don't have me. Can't get Rona. She can't get me. And I don't have, and you name whatever it is you're dealing with, and it don't have me and I thank you Lord that by your stripes we are healed amen and amen again it is so decreed amen praise God amen 